Good morning and welcome again to Alger Assembly of God. Welcome back to the series, His Name Shall Be. Now in our series, we're looking at four of the names of Jesus Christ from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Names that were given in prophecy 700 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. We read in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, you may be wondering why Jesus is called Father. There are three parts to the Godhead. We've got God the Father, God the Son, which is Jesus Christ, and God the Holy Spirit. So Isaiah is not saying, Isaiah is not writing that Jesus, the Son, is equal to God the Father. He's not writing about the fact that his role is that of God the Father. He's really writing about his character, who he is and how, how does he function, what kind of character does he have. Uh, one commentator puts it like this, concerning the language of everlasting Father, it's a descriptive analogy pointing to Christ's character. He is fatherly, father-like in his treatment of us. So he's not saying that Jesus the Son equals the Father. Each of them are separate. They have the separate role, the separate function as a part of the Godhead. He's saying as a, as a part of his character as to who he is, the character functions very much like that. As well, when he says everlasting Father... He's talking about the nature of that. More than just about any other author, Isaiah loves to speak about eternity. He speaks about God in Isaiah 57, 15 as the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, and whose name is holy. God inhabits eternity eternity. And here in an earlier chapter, he's writing about Jesus as an everlasting father. Kind of echoes some of what is written about in Revelation chapter 1 verse 8. That he's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the one who is and who was and who is to come. So he's, he's talking about this everlasting nature of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, whose character is like that of a loving father. Isaiah is speaking about this child, about this baby, Jesus Christ, who would be born some 700 years in the future, yet he's making it clear that this child is the author of eternity, always was and is and is to come, everlasting father. If your mind's not about boggled, if your mind's not about blown, hopefully you're almost there yet. It's sometimes a little interesting to picture as we think about God and we think about Jesus Christ. Not just as the wonderful counselor, not just as the mighty God, but as the everlasting Father. Now, crowd participation, I need your hand. Uh, your, I need your hand. I need your help. 
with your hands. If you in here have ever had a father, I want you to raise your hand. I'm looking. All right. We've got our hands up. So when we talk about Father, when we talk about Jesus as the everlasting Father, many times we begin to picture our fathers. Now for many, that's a, that's a great exercise. For me personally, I had an incredible father. And I've, I've told some stories over the years uh, just about my dad many times, Father's Day or, or some other times. And, and I look back to my dad, I look back to our times together, and I had an incredible father, incredible upbringing. I told you that my dad was a pastor, pastored over 40-some years. I, I told you that my dad was great, great, great with his hands. He could build anything. He could fix anything. That didn't quite get passed down. <laughs> but my dad was great with anything. I mean, he, he built uh, his very first house, a, a small little house, at the age of 16. I mean, my, my dad was incredible. And, uh, you know, through the years, certainly he, uh, I was, I mentioned kind of the, the oops baby. So uh, my dad was over 40 by the time that I was born. So I was a teenager when my dad was in his mid-50s, a little different. And uh, so he, he certainly wasn't able to move around quite as much as uh, most of my other friends' dads, but we would throw baseball and we would throw football, and, and uh, I'd have to be kind of cautious because you know, he wasn't able to move around quite as good. So when I threw, I had to throw to him. If I get a little wild and throw over his head or threw to the side, I might need to go and kind of, you know, pick it up and hand it back to him. But we, we'd throw ball. I mean, I have great, great memories of my dad. Unfortunately, not every person in our society has great memories when it comes to a father. Chances are, in a setting like this, with this many people gathered in a sanctuary. We're not going to take time to, to go through and ask each one, but chances are, in a crowd like this, there's a number of individuals who would say, I don't really have the most positive view or the most positive experience with a father. Maybe it's, it's the fact of uh, what your father was like, Maybe it's the, the fact of maybe your father not being there. But when we start thinking about Jesus or we, we start thinking about God as, as a heavenly father, we begin to think about our earthly father. What we tend to do is we project our image of our earthly father onto the heavenly father. And so when we read about this name of Jesus, this, this character of who he is, Jesus as the everlasting Father, everlasting, eternal, never-ending, if people did not have a great experience with their earthly father, many times that begins to form their perception of Jesus in this role, Jesus in this description, or our heavenly Father as to who he is. Unfortunately, there are 
many people who would view their own father as someone who was never satisfied, as their father who never really showed love and care, never really showed how proud he was of you. Maybe you didn't hear those words. I love you. I'm proud of you. Maybe you tried whatever you could do to hear those words. Sometimes maybe even trying to act out to hear those words from your father. Craving love, craving affection, craving acceptance, affirmation. And maybe if we think about the fact that Jesus is described as this everlasting father, and if that's your or if that's some individual's description of their earthly father, they might tend to think about our heavenly father, or in this case, Jesus Christ described as the everlasting father. People can tend to see him as, well, maybe he's not really satisfied. Maybe I've got to try to do certain things to earn his love. I can never really earn that from my dad, and so maybe I've got to earn the love of Jesus. Unfortunately, if we we start looking at Jesus being the everlasting Father, many would come with those thoughts. Others maybe would think about a father who is just always mad, always angry, Maybe when dad was home, maybe you felt like you were kind of walking on eggshells. Not sure that if you did something wrong or said something wrong, maybe you would just set him off. Maybe he would fly off the handle. Maybe the anger would jump out. Maybe you heard some not so great words in your home. Maybe you heard some comments from him that you wouldn't amount to anything or that maybe that you were a mistake that you should not have been born or something similar. And if that's your picture and if that's your experience of an earthly father, then perhaps your picture of a heavenly father is one who's angry, mad, always upset with you, hurtful. And maybe... Your response is that of fear or trying to avoid or trying to maybe calm him down. A lot of different pictures when it comes to fathers. For some, maybe you experienced a father who was seldom there, either because of work or because... He chose not to be, or perhaps in the situation, maybe there was a divorce. But one one reason or another, maybe you grew up without a father. And so now we're, we're talking about this, and we're saying, Jesus is, and here are names, here are titles that describe Jesus. And we say, wonderful counselor, and you say, that's great, to counsel, to guide, to assist, Mighty God, okay, he's strong and he's powerful. But then you hear the words, everlasting father. And maybe your picture is, well, my father wasn't around, so how is he, 
How is, how is Jesus Christ related to that fact? Maybe your father not being around has kind of caused you to question the existence of God as a heavenly father, or in this case, Jesus Christ in this character. The next few moments, I want to I want to share about the character of Jesus Christ as an everlasting Father. First of all, as an everlasting Father, He is compassionate. Psalm 103, verse 8 says, The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. Compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. Maybe that's not been your experience with your earthly father. Maybe some of those words would have been reversed. Maybe instead of slow to anger, maybe it was a little bit more slow to love. Instead of abounding in love, maybe it was abounding in anger. Maybe, maybe your experience was kind of flip-flopped. I want you to understand what God's Word says. He's compassionate. He's gracious, abounding in love. That's a description of who our Lord is. There's nothing that we can do to, to make Him love us more or less. Many times we think, I've got to do certain things to earn his love. Sometimes that's what happens in, in our culture and in our society. Children will, will try to do certain things. Well, maybe if I do this, then my dad or my mom or, or this family member will love me. If I get good grades, they'll love me more. If I get bad grades, ooh, they'll love me less. And it's, it's tied to who we are. If I'm a better person, they're going to love me more. There's no qualifiers here on the love and the compassion and the graciousness of our Lord and Savior. He doesn't say, if you're good, I'll be compassionate towards you. There's love and there's compassion towards all. We have that opportunity, every single one of us, to respond to that love, to respond to that grace, and ask him to cleanse and to forgive us of our sins. But there's nothing that, that we can do that's going to say, okay, if I do this, then he'll love me. God has loved us so incredibly much he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to be born, to live, and then ultimately to die upon the cross for your sins and for my sins. That's a loving and a compassionate and a gracious God. Many times we feel as if well, we've got to do certain things to earn his love. So, I'll go to church, and I'll read my Bible, and I'll pray, and I'll do this and this and this. And listen, all of those are great things. We want you to come to church and to worship and to honor the Lord. 
And we encourage you to read your Bibles. Brand new 2019 Bible reading guides, three different kinds, out in the foyer on paper. We encourage you to spend time in prayer. All of those things are good, but that does not earn us brownie points with God to where somehow if I have read my Bible seven days in a row, he's going to love me more than someone who's only at six days in a row. He loves us like crazy. He is loving and compassionate and gracious. We live in a world that that many times gets kind of messed up. We're hurt and and bruised physically and, and emotionally and a lot of different types of things. In the midst of it all is Jesus Christ our Savior as an everlasting Father. And part of that description of who He is, He is compassionate. You can count on Him. His love, His compassion, His graciousness, it extends to you and to me. So as an everlasting Father, He's compassionate. Secondly, He cares. He cares. A couple of very familiar scriptures. 1 Peter 5, 7 says to cast all your cares upon him for he cares for you. I'm thankful for that. The things that I'm concerned about, the things that I care about, the things that are, are burdens and heavy to me, And I I can cast those upon him. He loves, he's compassionate, he's gracious, and he cares. We can do that very same thing. There's needs, and we've gone to the Lord in prayer, and there's there's things that that are hurts and, and needs in our bodies, needs in our lives, and we can cast our cares upon him, for he cares for us. Jeremiah 29.11 says this, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for good and not disaster, to give you a future and a hope. He's got great things in store for you and I. He cares. Sometimes the the, the feeling, if, if the earthly father hasn't been the most positive example that the feeling might be towards our heavenly father or towards Jesus in this description as an everlasting father that he doesn't care that he's not concerned that the things that that we face somehow he's just oblivious to he knows what it is that you're facing he knows and loves and cares I'm thankful that he's got good plans in store, good plans for the future. He desires the very best for you and for me as we would seek after and follow after him. He's compassionate. He's caring. Finally, he's always there. Very different than maybe some of the earthly fathers that people have experienced. Hebrews 13.5 gives one of those incredible promises. 
Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Maybe you've felt alone. Maybe you felt deserted. Maybe you felt as if you were abandoned here on earth. We don't have to have those types of thoughts and thinking about our Heavenly Father. As we're specifically looking at Jesus Christ and this term, the character of who He is as an everlasting Father. It's not just, are you thinking about that word everlasting? It's not just that at some point in your life He'll be there. Maybe you've had a friend like that. Maybe you've had a, a, a parent like that. Maybe you could count on them a little bit in the past, but not really now, and you're really not sure about the future. Or maybe you've had somebody say, I think I can count on them now, although in the past and maybe in the future, I'm not sure what they're going to do. Or maybe you've had somebody in your life and they've not shown themselves faithful in the past, they've not shown themselves faithful in the present, but you're hoping at some point in the future they're going to show themselves faithful. So a lot of questions when we talk about individual people. There are no questions when we talk about our Heavenly Father. There's no questions when we talk about Jesus Christ as the wonderful Counselor, the mighty God, and the everlasting Father. The character of who he is, he'll never leave us, he'll never forsake us. I read a story about a father holding his son. The son was uh, taking part in a tonsillectomy. The little boy had woken up from the anesthesia. He began to kind of thrash around a little bit and cry out, and he, he cried out, Daddy! Daddy! Where are you? Quite a while, the boy apparently did not hear his father's comforting words. He said, I'm right here, son. You're okay. I have you in my arms. Eventually, the, the warmth of his father's loving arms and comforting words calmed him down. And he relaxed in his father's care. Many times, we're kind of like that. We're crying out, unaware of the fact that he's already there, holding, comforting, guiding, providing. I don't know what your experience has been with your earthly father, but I can assure you, when we take a look at Jesus Christ, Hundreds of years before his birth, Isaiah writes. He says, he's a wonderful counselor. He's a, a mighty, a powerful God. and He's an everlasting father. He, he's not to be compared with your earthly father. As good of a, a father as maybe you've had, earthly fathers are still not perfect. Jesus Christ in that term as everlasting Father. God the Father Himself as our Heavenly Father shows He's compassionate, loving. He cares for you and for me. And He is always there. 
There's no way that you would ever need to feel alone or, or feel as if he's abandoned you or feel as if he has left you. We talk about Christmas and uh, another one of those names of Christ is Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. He is always there with you. You might feel alone. You might feel abandoned by friends or family. But be assured, His love, His compassion, His care and concern, and His presence are there with you. Not only is, is He the wonderful counselor, not only is He that mighty God, but He is that everlasting Father. 